Late Podcast. Your co-host Moses McCready sitting here with AO and uh, how are you, mate? Yeah, a little humbled by the position that we've had. Yeah, I'm going all right, mate. But uh, found it all a bit humbling as we've gathered our interviews to celebrate the life of the great man Chick Henry. Yeah, it's probably um, probably not something we thought we would be doing at some stage. But we, it's only um, only fitting that we try and do something. Um, oh, you know, you, like myself and many others, we've been reading this Street Machine magazine for, well, you know, 30 plus years, some people even more. And, yeah, you know, if you, if you don't know, you know, if you if you read a Street Machine, you don't know who Chick Henry is, well, you probably don't take much notice um, well, of it. what's in the mag. And, you know, he's, as we find out from our upcoming chats you know he's um inspired many and touched many and um you know we've never met him and um don't pretend to know him or anything like that but i guess we just know him through the stories and the and the the articles and and whatnot in the in the bible mate in the street machine so sad day obviously for the community yeah and we came into it too saying that we didn't really have those direct stories because we'd never met him directly but um sort of the more i think about it you know because i'd sort of mentioned to family as well that you know the names come up a few times in the course of our podcast but where i've been asking that one question about what would the you know the whole street machine scene look like had it not been for chick henry well what would our podcast sound like it had not been for chick henry would (laughs) would there even be one well, that's, yeah, well, again, you know, there's some big questions to say, but yeah, definitely the amount of time we've spent talking around summer nets and you know, unveil cars and things like that. Mm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, yeah, I mean, like I said, I've, I've unfortunately never been to summer nets. I know you've been to, I think it was number seven. Number seven. Um, yeah. It's yeah, one of those bucket list things which um, would. Yeah, definitely need to go to, and who knows? Maybe we'll get up there as a as a podcast one day, and we'll we'll do a live broadcast or something up there one day. But yeah, um, so, yeah. yeah. And the episode is a little bit of a moment where I uh, discussed the T-shirt that I designed for number that we designed for number seven, and it was a little bit of a, a little bit of a nip at <laughs> Henry about a few of raining in the event a little bit, and uh, here I am sitting here absolutely embarrassed and ashamed by that one little moment. But you yeah. know, it's all got to go out there. <laughs> you just well, that's the thing. You just you uh, never know. But anyway, but uh, we're not going to ramble on too much. We've got we got uh, we've we got three three guest speakers. We've had a chat to over the last couple of days. So we've got um, you want to yeah, the legend, names, mate? yeah, legend uh, that is Matty Waters. Who um, absolutely well, I mean, he could he could easily be the next Chick Henry. You don't know. Um, oh, definitely. What he doesn't know about summer nets. Um, and he's just an absolute sponge. Like he, he absolutely loves it and lives it, and good on him. Um, walking who, glossary, walking glossary, our little brother Matty. Oh, mate! If we ever get up there, we're booking a Matty Waters tour. That's for sure. But um, yeah, who do we have next? And Redmond suggested that initially too. So we want that one back. <laughs> yeah. uh, followed on by uh, the Riverina Heathen, the great Benny Hewlett, yeah. who came in for the chat as well. Um, and again, Benny had some really good stories, but he's got, you know, got a wonderful memory there as a young fella standing up in the stands and yelling something in relation to mm. the chicken tomorrow. And, oh, no, there, there's definitely some joy in there. 
Yeah. Um, and probably like with um, our other guest being Bob Stevens, everyone that we've spoken to on this on this uh, for this episode will definitely be coming back for further uh, inclusion in our podcast. Mm. I have no doubt at all. And so, um, another common theme is every single one of them seems to have the same reflection and and um, thoughts on on Chick Henry as a just a genuine, caring, inclusive fella. You know, it, it just yeah. it sounds like he talked to anyone and include everyone and and really really reveled in that uh, in that sort of atmosphere. So um, that, that, those yeah, stories have been good to get out too. Yeah, absolutely driven by his passions and now taking everyone along on his journey. So, you know, I love that. That's so good. So um, rather than ramble on any longer, because I know we ramble on a little bit in the course of these interviews as well. (laughs) Yeah, this will be a long podcast, but that's okay. Have you got any particular chick memories? I mean, I don't really have any apart from falling in love with his bloody jelly bean Camaro back in the day. Like, I I absolutely love that thing. And And I was back in a time where graphics were king, but... Hey, I, st- I still say graphics are king now, and they should ca- come back. But um, I just remember opening up the magazine to um, to that story on on the on the Jellybean Camaro, and I just I just absolutely absolutely love that car. And yeah, um, yeah. I can still I can still picture the the you know the spread with chick smiling face in, in front of it, and you see the jelly beans on the seats, like you know stitched into the seats that was that was an awesome thing yeah one of the things that comes back to me is in the street machine coverage um on chick recently where he was just sort of explaining the impact of the chev when he just walks back to the car yeah yeah, yeah. geez that's that's, geez that's a good looking chev you know the fact that sort of captures his heart every time he approaches it and it is a good looking car but to to see yeah to see your own car that way yeah and and I guess the the other memories is is that black Chev just with um, bags of smoke coming out the back of it. Just about every time we saw it in the magazine, it was front wheel slightly crossed up and smoke billowing off the back. Um, and uh, again, you know, you know we're celebrating. Are, these are just yeah. you know memories I've got from you know reading as a kid and whatnot. But um, nothing like what these uh, these participants in this podcast have shared. So uh, we're very lucky to have had them on board. Good opportunity. We'll hand the podium across, mate, and uh, bring on the first. And I guess that's the running order, is it, mate? As we discussed it, so you know. Yeah. Yep. Stay, stay tuned. Coming up first, Maddie Waters, and uh, we'll jump in at the end of this. I think for a bit of an outro and a recap. Okay. Enjoy. Welcome to the uh, Never Late Studio, Deputy Mayor of Wagga Wagga, historic streetcar commentator, millennial. Matty Waters, how are you going? <laughs> G'day, guys. How are you? G'day, mate. <laughs> going oh, on, right, Just uh, all, playing. All, all happening in Wagga Wagga today. <laughs> all happening in Wagga Wagga today. And there's the uh, lovely Erica, mate, travelling along all right. Still carrying the same way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah Eric, Erica's going well, guys. She's um just at work at the moment at Baker's Delight in Wagga, and I'll probably pick her up at about 8 o'clock and come home, have a feed, and... See oh, what the night brings. Grab a couple of ham cheese pockets while you're there, mate. I reckon they go all right. <laughs> yeah, anything's good in my belly, I tell you. <laughs> uh, no, so, yeah, so, we, we, like I said, we, we, we are going to have you on as a proper guest and run through the magazine at some stage and 
I guess with the uh, the news last week, probably not a not a happy note to have you on, but I guess yeah, um, we're wanting to put this little episode together, and who else better to talk to than um, the king of unofficial king of summoners? <laughs> Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely not something you know you want to wake up to to find out that one of your heroes has passed away and you know being Chick Henry, the mm. founder of Street Machine Summonats, the man who's he's given us so so much in my regard. So you know, like I'd known that he'd been sick for a little while yeah. and didn't realise it had been so long, and yeah, you know, got got told by a good source and friend of Chick's that you know he wasn't doing too well well and then to wake up to a text message last friday morning to say that he'd passed it did suck a fair bit so yeah mm. yeah yeah well, i've been you know. sort of in contact with a dear friend of his too sort of just because yeah i mean we're all celebrating online but yeah there's those couple of three phone calls you know yeah you know and it does it is a hard thing like our heroes can't always live forever but They'll always live until the last word spoken about them and the last person mentions their name, you know what I mean? So he's going to stay absolutely. alive for a very, very long time. Yeah, yeah true. absolutely. And I've sort of found that, you know, I'm doing a little bit of reflecting on even just right across the board, like how much different would our community look, you know, without you know, his involvement, you know? like you, That's, you just, you can't that's correct. You can't picture what the scene would look like without a Chick Henry. It's just, it's inherent. You know. Exactly right. And that's how I see it too, you know, like the way I sit down and look at it and the way I explain it to Erica as well is because she's she's not from a streetcar background at all. And it's only, you know, she come to Summonats for the first time this year for the Friday and things like that. And she we went to the invite only party and met Chick. Well, she got to meet Chick, obviously I'd already know I already know him. And we got the photo, which was in Street Machine. Mm. And, you know, the explanation to her that this man took a gamble, you know, and we've all seen car shows come and go, car meets come and go. But, excuse me, we had this guy take a gamble and, you know, give it a red-hot crack to make this show come off the ground. And that show was Summonats. Mm. And you look at it now, 34 years later, which without COVID would have been 35, someone that's 35 this year. Yeah. But you look at you look at that and you think, this guy was one of us. You know, he he was high up already in the scene in Queensland with a um the oh, the club that he was involved in up there. The name has just gone past me. ASVA, I think it was. And you yeah. know, they had the Chev Nationals and the Street Machine Nationals every two years in yeah. the 80s. Even the Chev yeah. National, where I come on board with Bob Stevens, because him and Bob Stevens were in the Chev Club together, and decided yeah. to stay on that journey. So I've got Bob coming up, coming up too, to tell a few stories. Of course. That, that pre-summonats. You know, yep. Yeah, the the version of that bit before, but he was a guy that, you know, much like any of us can really be, is heavily involved in a club and become a president and run some show and shines and a swap meet and be on the sausage sizzle, all that sort of stuff. But Chick was different in the way that he was doing that, but he had a, you know, I had a dream type thing that, you know, I'm going to start this car show for the people. Yeah. And 
you know, the naysayers at the time probably would have said, mate, it's not even going to make five years, <laughs> you know, and that's it. And you look at it now, 30 odd years later, still yeah. going and still going strong is a big, a big pat on the back, I think. And, and you know, a handshake whilst you was here to check for being so persistent because I also look at it in the regard that it wouldn't have been no part of it at all would have been easy at all. No, it would have been. <laughs> I was actually, um, and I suppose considering he kicked it off and he had Bob in his company and that as well, but I was talking to Bob Stevens about custom cars. I was, and before all the border buddy closures and all that started to happen, I really wanted to have a custom cars. I was nationals and wanted to have it in orange. And I was just sort of, you know, writing things down. I'm just sort of starting to script this event that I wanted to have. And I just thought, this is all looking a bit big. And I'm talking to Bob Stevens and Bob's like, no, nah, no, nah, you just delegate it. It'll all do itself, you know. And I guess that's the infection of Chick too, rubbing off on Bob, you know, like yeah. too much trouble. Let's just make a start. Let's get into it. You know, like the enthusiasm was just, you know, surprising, you know, for something that, and even he laughed because, you know, Blake from Ballarat wants to host an event in Orange, you know. Like that's right. But, but you look at it in the way too of, like you said, it, you delegate it and it all sorts itself out. You know, as Chick would have said in the street, history of street machine videos and things like that, that you come in with a good team and you have, you know, we had Milton 80 doing some presenting and then, you know, Radio Rev had, he had Richie Howlett from all the way over at WA. G'day, Richie. Hope you're well, mate. Um, you know, and... You had, he had his judges and, you know, people that were doing scrutineering, people on the burnout track, and he had all them people that he trusted and knew could play their part. Yep. You know, and I think that's a big core part of being able to have an event be a success is, you know, have AO on the gate taking the money, bringing the money in as the people are coming through. Have Maddie out scrutineering the cars and making sure she decide, things are safe. Everyone has their role and they know what they're doing. And that is a big part of how you keep the event, you know, yeah. obviously running well. And obviously it's, it can say, and anyone can say that Chick was successful in doing that. Mm. Yeah. You know, yeah. he had people he trusted and people that knew their role and things like that. I've, I've got a very, very close friend of mine and a bloke that I'm named after Matt Abood that, you know, he's, done his fair he done his burnouts and won the masters and everything at summonats back in the teens of summonats yeah. and you know then he's gone on to being the guy at the start line to wave the car in and things like that like he's paid his time back for what he's been doing mm. you yeah. know but it's one of those things too you you trust that guy to be at the start line and say woo stop yep go things like that you know clearly i don't it's, need to think about that now what's next you know, like, yeah, it's a definitely yeah. an impacting part of it because having done a bit of music promotion, you know, that side of things, yeah, it's great to just be able to lean on those people around you. You know, I had a warehouse job I was struggling to delegate and blew out three discs in my back, you know, because no one yeah. could tell it right. <laughs> so, and no yeah, one wanted to listen. Yeah, It's all about absolutely. being in, the, in, that, in that community of like-minded people that on the same, same wavelength want the same goal, so... That's yeah. you tend to, so you tend to search him out every time you're up there, Maddie, or you just, Yeah, you know, definitely. Definitely. Messy. For the for the first few years I didn't really because I've I've been going to summonats since 
some of that's 2013. So I was 15 turning 16 then. And at that point in time, you know, I knew who Chick Henry was because dad's been going to everyone as an entrant. So you'd see him and you'd wave and you'd, you know, a quick g'day here and there. And I'd already, I'd actually met Chick prior to going to someone else. I always wanted to go as a kid and dad always for a long time said, no, you'll go when you're old enough. And I think that you're allowed to go. And I remember meeting Chick when I was probably nine or 10 years old. Dad and mum, dad and myself, we'd done a school holiday trip to Canberra and all that, and I remember saying to Dad, I'm like, I want to go to Summonats. And at that age, I didn't understand that it was Natex, as I call it, epic Natex, as I call it, you know, and that everything, there was so much other stuff there. I just thought, you know, it's, as a kid, it's Summonats. Um, yeah, we Dad drove us around the cruise route. I remember doing that, and then Dad said, oh, we'll, we'll call into the office and just see what's happening. And yeah, he called into the office, and lo and behold, Chick Henry was there hard at work, and come out and greeted me and took us into his office and shown us around, gave me a few posters and a little bit of a tour. Uh, I vividly remember him showing me what the merchandise was going to look like for the next year. And he had a chat with dad and as always, like they always had a good yarn at the summer nats and you know, that's what was dad driving back then, mate? Oh, every day car back then was a Subaru Forester, but you know, he's always had the Chevy. So yeah. You know, the HJ, Ute done 88, 89, then, yeah. you know, a few here and there. Dad said he'd take the Chev one year and the Ute the next. And when I come along in 97, the Ute got sold and he bought a Harley, which he still has. So I can't uh, I can't be told that I'm the reason the car got sold because he did yeah. buy another toy. But, <laughs> yeah, I did each year at Summonats really, though. I always made sure I – sniffed him sniffed out chick and found where he was and went and said yeah. a g'day and had a quick chat for half an hour or so because he was always much like myself he was always there for a chat and you know tell him what i'm doing with me car or what i plan on doing and well, mate, I know, i'd always grab i'd no, always I'm... grab a photo too yeah, you know I'm... like no, I need you to take me on tour at the Summer Nats, mate, after buddy, all the photos you sent through to me of walk through with Maddie. That'd be, oh. you know, be on my bucket list for yeah, sure. If we ever get up there, mate, we, we'll be tapping you on the shoulder for a royal, no, uh, definitely. royal tour. <laughs> He's get on to us. He's giving us a tap on the shoulder and we'll we'll go from the bottom to the top and go yeah. say good day to everyone, you know. like I'd always make sure without fail, the older I got, you know, from probably – 18 onwards i'd always make sure i'd find chick henry for a photo and a handshake and things like that you know and i think for me that'll be one of the saddest things is not Not having that anymore at the summer nuts yeah you know for him yeah to be able to see you there year after year to know that that you know it's just another symbol that this works you know that the good people are turning up continuously so let's and to be, you know, designing, you know, sitting there, buddy, designing the art for the next one at the current event, you know, I'd be so far ahead of the game. Yeah. You know, it's uh, yeah, so, no, yeah. exciting stuff. Matty, if you, if you had to, you, you've probably got a lot, but if you had to pick one awesome, you know, time or memory of, of, of the man, could you put one down or have you just got too many? Oh, I've got a lot, but I'd, I'd actually put two down. I'd have to say meeting him as a nine, 10 year old. Yep. 
and getting to, you know, like get a signed poster and some, you know, a bit of cool signed stuff to hang up on your wall at home. That was excellent. But I think that's then pushed me forward to the forefront of where I am now. And I think this year getting to see him at the invite only party for Street Machine and getting a photo with him and having a yarn and getting him to, he meets me girlfriend and, you know, we've got the photo in some in the Street Machine magazine together. Yeah. That's a big, that's a great, wonderful memory of something that I hope I never forget. And I'll always have that photo in the magazine there to say that was Summonats. That's the first Summonats my girlfriend went to and she got to meet Cheek Henry, a man who means so much to me for everything he's done. Mm. And we didn't know that was going to be his last Summonats, but at least we had a great memory together there. Yep. Well, Adrian and I've said all along, like, we don't have those moments ourselves. Like, we just realised, you know, we're in a bit of a position where we can, you know, do a little bit of celebration here as well because we know the people who were, you know, even though we didn't meet him, but we've, you know, felt the impact right through the magazines, right through the, you know, again, the car community, you know, there's not too many. Exactly right. In a world where people yeah. lift their car from their purest sensibilities, you can share a Chick Henry post absolutely everywhere, it seems. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's so funny that even mum, when I got to mum and dad's on the weekend for the Easter weekend, I was, mum's like, oh, how are you feeling about Chick passing away? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're not, not great, honestly. You know, like we even had that little chat ourselves because, you know, dad's Chick meant a lot to dad. And I think, Dad meant a bit to Chick as well in the way of being a supporter from day one for Summonats. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like being everyone as an entrant. And Chick always done a lot for his entrants that were always going too. Like we've got we've got Dad's got a poster at home from Summonats ten, you know, with thanks for coming, being an entrant for ten Summonats, things like that. He got a clock, he got a shirt for Summonats twenty, yeah. I think it was, and it was Bongo. always a you know. Yeah, he was always yeah, treating those around him. <laughs> That's right. And when you think about it in the grand scheme of things, if you've got 50 – at Summonats 20, for example, if you've got 50 to 60, 70 guys that have been an entrant to every Summonats mm, and yeah, you've got a – you've got to buy, say, a plaque or a clock or something for each one of them and hand sign it and say, you know, thanks for coming, thanks for being an entrant at every Summonats. Cheers, Good chick. Job. Mm, that doesn't cost you that much for the recognition you give to guys that have been to everyone. And you know, that little bit of a pat on the back too, saying, hey, we haven't just gone to this event and put money in this guy's pocket. We've gone to this event. We've put some money into his pocket. We've had our – we've what's the word you could use? We've, we've done our bit for the street machine community, and you've yeah. got a pat on the back for it, and you've been – being recognised, even if you're not a show car, even if you're just a everyday Sunday cruiser, you're getting yeah. recognised and you're getting thanked for your part. Yeah, for hell, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's and that's what keeps you coming back. You know, you got to have those yeah. moments attached. You go, well, they really care, you know. So, not nah, really like it, and yeah. yeah, definitely the business model. I mean, if people weren't at Summonats, they were wishing they were. You know, mm. it's been. Been the case every year, you know. Like definitely, you were, and to see you, you know, walk with a whole lot of our, uh, a lot of the Moot Brigade, and to see that some of those photos they were nearly too hard to take. I've got to be honest, I just wanted yeah. to be 
the middle of that between buddy smooth and Benny and your good self and Denny Dave and no oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, Mark too- Williams and Redmond and all the boys, you know, it's yeah, it's a somber it's a somber feeling because I don't sit down much and think about it, but the more I think about it sometimes is I am even myself a little bit of an integral part of the scene of being a youngster wanting yeah. to be so heavily involved. Like I don't, I don't think about it often, but I sometimes think back and I'm like, I'm 24 years old building a big block to put into a bloody panel van for Christ's sakes. Like yeah. no one else my age really wants to do shit like that. No, well, that's what I check. That's why I had to age check you today. But you know, you are you seeking out those legends. You get there and you go, okay, who, you know, which heroes are in our midst? And you go and you're seeking them out, and you're meeting them with a big beam and smile on your face. And you yeah, know, you get any more on your game? We'll be recruiting you into the Neverlight team, mate. Get you to roving bloody reporting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I, I actually done a little bit of that for some, and that's one year too. With I done a bit of radio rev head as well, so I was lucky enough to do unpaid work for some of that's just because I wanted to be involved and done a little bit of radio rev head with Richie Howell and roving reporting and things like that. And it was really good at the time. And even now to say, Hey, I done my bit at the summer. Yeah. Bloody hell. Yeah. yeah. True that. Absolutely true. You that. Know, at the, at the biggest car show in Australia too, might I say. Yeah. Did you give that yeah. song? Mate, when I when I pointed you out uh, to "We Love You So Much" by uh, what was it, Danny Gruff? I haven't you... yet, but I'm definitely going to tonight. And you know, it'll probably it'll probably shed a tear here and there. And you yeah, know, yeah. It's, yeah, you yeah. sit down and you think, you know, what I, the biggest thing I think about now is that you know the the legacy that he's left behind for everyone. Yep. You know, like everyone should thank everyone that's an entrant that goes to summon or likes the scene, whatever, should probably thank Chick Henry for giving us what we have. Oh, truly. And and beyond and beyond that event, you know, just out into the that's culture. Right. You know. That's right. You know, dare to be different. Dare to yep. be different. Look at his Camaro, for example, with the jelly beans on it. Dare to be different. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember saying that oh, in the flip. Really That's gonna. I'll be talking about that in our little um, when we do our little thing. Yep. You know, and another thing that you know, I remember watching. Now I think about it on um, History of Summoners DVD years ago was Chick Henry saying, "If you can't be good, be spectacular." And I think <laughs> they're words that should stick with everyone. Things like that, and you know, like when. He first started Summonat says on the DVD there was the um intro on there and he said we street machine's not gonna die. We're we're gonna be here forever. And I think he was right. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. Absolutely. And apparently the Volvo was an error. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, who who likes Volvos? Not Chick Henry and not the team in Summonats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, shout out I, to the uh, mighty Guys, I've got to shoot off, so I might just leave this recording if you want to keep chatting for a bit. Um, Easy done, AO. I've got screaming in the background, so I'll uh, I'll, I'll go. And thanks, Matty. I'll leave you talking with Chris. I'll just mute mute my uh, microphone, and it should still keep recording. But we will have you back on as a proper guest at some stage in the near future. That's easy, man. Yeah, we'll have to suss that out for sure. Definitely. Anyway, I'll leave you to it. I'll catch up. Too easy, brother. Thanks, bro. Thanks again, mate. You're all right. Cheers, AO. See ya.
Yeah, well, there you go. Now we get to talk about the first ride he ever had in me, Nash, which was this morning when we dropped his 57 off for a roadworthy. <laughs> oh, the old 57. That's a pretty cool car. That's a yeah, really cool car, that. That's a pretty flash change-up. Yeah, there's no is. Yeah, Donnie's got a bit now, and now Donnie's moved on again again. So, yeah, no telling where Donnie's going to land up. <laughs> no, hopefully Donnie ends up in good, safe hands. And, you know, like when you think about it, AO's 57 would be – a car that Chick would love to, you know, like there's so many, I'd always tell Chick about what I was doing or planning to do with my car or, you know, like yeah. the Com- the white Commodore. So it's only got a 202 in it, but I'm building a big block for a panel van. And he'd be like, oh, you know, you've got two different ends of the stick. So, you yeah. know, it'll be, it'll definitely yeah. be sad not having that, um, that direct link there anymore, like getting to see each other face to face. But yeah. Everyone, everyone's yeah. lost that now. So yeah. at the end was, of the day. Yeah, I was going to say that was my connection too to Bob Stevens. So they must be how similar they were as blokes. But, you know, I wrote a letter to Bob Stevens when I was 13 because he had a photo of his 57 Chev in Reader's Rides in uh, Custom Rodder. And yeah. box. And he sent me about eight photos of 57 and bloody all around Canberra and wrote me a letter thanking me for supporting him and all this. And I was just a bit blown away. But, him, yeah, again, he didn't even realise when he sort of handed me the admin duties at Custom Cars Oz and Aussie Custom Cars history that I was that kid from back in the day. But, you know, I sort of always remembered him. And, yeah, bought that 57 of mine at 14. So, you know, and it's things him. like that that you never forget either. No, definitely not. Definitely not. And things like that, even in this stage, cemented my path. I said, if it hadn't have been for Bob Stevens being the one that asked for my help in those groups, I may well have just suggested somebody else to those roles, you know. But yeah. it was like, oh, hang on a second, you know, yeah, the universe has bloody picked me out as sitting this, around doing not much, you know. <laughs> this, guy, this guy's choosing me type deal. Absolutely. And he, and he loves it. Yeah, again, I'll get, you know, he'll be definitely in that part of this episode anyway, chatting about his earlier stories with Chick and how to screw together a big event. So, that'll yeah. be good stuff. You yeah. know, and it's a, it's a good thing to the a celebration to the man as well, because really it's, it's not going to be the same without him, but he'd nah. be, he'd look over everyone and say, you can do this without me. You know, and, like, yeah, and I was going to say too the admins. So do you close him with the admin of Summonats now, like in the oh, current? Not, not, really? not in the current climate, but I, you know, I'm still in touch with Chick's daughter Angie and a few yeah. people like that. But as time's gone on, I haven't exactly stayed myself up to date with who's who in the zoo. But I was you just know, I, you would have made sure it was in good hands though when he sort of moved def- into that semi-retirement stage. Anyway, you know, definitely. You know, yeah. a lot of I'm pretty sure when Chick was finishing up with Summonats that a lot of the original people were still there working for him and helping yeah. be decision makers and be a part of it, which is the main thing too. You're like, you know, he's he's given us the horsepower party that everyone wanted. Absolutely. And, and, and they, you know, kept all the action off the streets to some extent as well. So yeah, you know, he, so. done, he done his best. It wasn't always, as my old man said, he, it wasn't always um, 
all off the streets, but he gave it a red oh. hot crack. Oh, but, you know, like through the flex plate and the Nash, and, you know, it only said the only reason I wasn't joining into that hashtag doing a skib for chick was uh, pretty much because the flex plate needed, needed to be replaced, but it's been done now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I even thought that we should all start the hashtag get your favourite Summonat shirt out or get your favourite car shirt out for chick type deal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we can carry this on as long as we want, mate. We can commemorate him until we get to the next event, you know, so. That's right. You know, that's and I think, game. I hope there's a minute silence for him at the next event. Yeah, no, I can imagine there's going to be a big commemoration. I also imagine that Street Machine will be doing some big commemorating as well. I definitely uh, agree. I've been in touch with Telf, and I do think the same. Absolutely, you know, and grateful to have access to your good self, but also um, after reaching for younger daughter Georgia in messages the other day, it appears that uh, the family might be interested in speaking to us as well for the podcast. So that'd be that'd be wonderful, you know, like have have Cody, Georgia, and Angie all yep. up and involved and having their say, because no doubt they, in some ways, they may have different opinions as well, because Chick's their father and he's a the fam- he's a loving family man and. You know, things, you know, that's what I want to do, you know, not, not being fully around all the big stories, you know, you know, me, Matty, yeah. I like to do the bottom and find the smaller stories that people yeah. don't look for. So, yeah, no, you know, you, you want to hear about the type of thing, for example, of, oh, it's summon too. Dad didn't think we were going to have enough money there to get everyone an entrance shirt. You want to hear those sort of grassroots yeah. stories of, Day one, when you know we were we were making the entrance shirts at homes type stories, yeah, you know what it. I mean? Because that really gets you to where yeah. where it's all about. Because you know, oh. through some of you know from some of that's fifteen onwards, it may have been a lot easier. You've got your guy that's your t-shirt guy. You got your guy that's your fireworks guy. You got you got yeah. your people who you ring them up in January, in June, and say, hey, you're still coming back, a man in the burnout paddle, you're still coming back and doing security? Yeah, man, I'll see you there. Done. Phone goes down. You don't have to worry about it. You know, for the first few years, it would have been, oh, you're still interested in being here with us to do this. Like, Yeah, yeah, that's it. Once you've made those contacts and you've only got us run down the list. um, That's right. would make life a lot easier for sure. That's definitely going to be. That'd be a part, you know, big part of being involved in the Australian Street Machine Federation and ASVA gigs like that, where you get that build up of people because, you know, with the clubs that Chick was involved in being um, nationwide, yep. you got to know people a bit more too, you know, and it's the legacy is going to live on for a very, very long time. And I think it is. It's slowly, I'm coming to terms with it a bit better now over the last week that I haven't really thought too much about it, but at the same time I have, like just to think that it's all done now and he's pain-free, you know, because yeah. he was sick. So and the way Bob's, I... Bob hinted at that for me as well, that he has been sick for quite a while, you yes. know, so that always takes a little bit of the edge off. And yeah, again, you know, as you say, we keep speaking his name, he's still here, he's still That's with us. Right. You and know, he's like gu- had... guiding, yeah, you know, he's guiding um, that event, if nothing else, because, you know, that's right. that, that would have come as a scripted package for sure. Um, yeah. And he's done, has proven successful, so why wouldn't you do it the same way? That's mm-hmm. right. And so many, like, seeing the media, 
like not just car people, but people from so many. Because Chick wasn't just a car guy, you know, he done his politics and he had all the other walks of life. But it's good to see that he's skiing as well, skiing, and he loves the snow as well. So, you know, there was so many different walks of life that that man brought. He didn't just bring the car scene. But he wasn't. But carried that same passion to everything. To everything that he did. And, you know, like it'll it'll be a shame with him not around, but he's still around. You know, I I sort of had a bit of a chuckle last Friday morning when I found out I'd just finished getting my um, car be built for the panel van. It just been finished being put together, and it's a pretty rare thing for a bloke my age because it's a Barry Grant gold claw. And I thought, you know, they're 20-odd years old, so it's been redone, and it had recently been rebuilt before I bought it, but it's just been tickled a little bit here and there by a good friend of mine from Dobney Dino. And it's I sort of thought that the day that Chick passed away, I didn't even know he'd passed away at this point, but I got me Carby back. And yeah. something that's, you know, that would be, if he was still here today and you said, hey, I've got a Barry Grant gold claw, I'm 24 years old, you'd be like, get the hell out. You know, fuck <laughs> <like> people. <laughs> where the, like- where, where's mine? Yeah, we don't like using the word much, but the culture is in fine hands. Do you want to reveal any more secret details of this van that you're building? Oh, <laughs> I can I can let off a little bit. I've got got a very good friend of mine and great guy, Jimmy from Dobney Dino. He's given me a hand with the engine, doing it, um, and a lot of giving me a lot of ideas. But virtually, it's just going to be a big block Chevy. Yeah. With a turbo 400, probably trans brake because I do want to race it. Yeah. Built nine inch and massage the inner wheel wells and try and fit some 15 B10s underneath it with three and a half inch backspace. I've got some world drag lights sitting at mum and dad's for it. I've got yeah. some sevens for the front and yeah, it's going to have its bubble windows. And it's got a sunroof in it. I've got a full one piece tailgate off the old Chauvin XX308. Uh, got the full one-piece gate for it that I'm going to get a big bubble window made up for for it, yeah. and I think it'll kick ass, and I'll run an That's archway and everything in the back of it, and yeah, it'll be know. a mix of street yeah, machine yeah. and racy type thing that yeah. still pays a bit pays a bit back to the van scene too. Yeah, that's it. That that's definitely the stuff I was fishing for. <laughs> yeah, and uh, funny enough, some photos come up the other day on Facebook of this old white, and then it was red. HQ van with number plates VM454 on it. Yep. And I've, funny enough, um, only a few months ago, I was searching my plates and they were available. And I didn't, I'd already sort of heard about this van from the early, late 90s, early 2000s. I thought, oh, they're available. I'm going to jump on them for mine. And then a few weeks later, all these photos pop up and stories pop up about it. And apparently it, um, at one, one of the first horsepower heroes at Summonats with 375 horsepower at the rear wheels, yep. which is, you look back now and that's probably, that's a lot for back then. It's not too much for now, but, you know, great effort back then. And I read that after Matt had, bloke's name was Matt as well, after yep. Matt had sold the van, it got written off at a racing event. So oh, it, it's, yeah. no, it's no more, but, yeah, it's cool to cool to have them plates on order for my HQ. 
Yeah, well, I heard podcast uh, friend Craig Issel talking about such a thing. If there was a story attached to a hot rod and that hot rod doesn't exist anymore, you can build that hot rod and use that story, you know. That's like, right. Those stories can pass on through other generations of vehicles, you know. So um, Bobcat had a sister car. Um, yeah, there's been a few classics that have been built twice. So That's right. And they, it's not that the name just comes up again. That's how I look at it. Like mine, my van won't ever be as cool. As, oh, it probably will be in my eyes, but some may say it won't be anything compared to this other van 454, but it's called 20 odd years later that a young bloke is bringing van 454 back in his yep. own way. And as I'd often say so, to people, it's cooler than the van that you don't have. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, it's it's like anything. It's you know, people. Some people will bag out, you know, ED a real nice ED Falcon. And 20 yeah. years ago, if, or you know, yeah, 20 years ago, if someone said, "Oh, I'm building an ED Falcon," you'd laugh at them. But you look yeah. at people doing it now, and you got to say, "Hey, that's what you're building. That's cool." Yeah. I know sure. a few guys that that are building um AU Falcons now, and only two years ago, if not less, I had one as a paddock car out of my mate's paddock and we blew the bloody thing to smithereens. Absolutely. Fucking Clarkie's kids have got one. They thrash around the paddock at home, buddy. They I think they nearly blow that to bits every time they drive it. But yeah. Uh, but, yeah, people are building them. And, I mean, yeah, no one's anyone to stand in the way of someone else's passion. Ordered, but That's in, right. To detract if from you- denigrate it, you know, just not let them go. You know, they're if following you're getting that. in and you're yep. having a go and you're building a car and if your car, it doesn't matter if you're building a Humpy FXFJ or yep. if you're building a VESS, if you're getting in and having a go, that's what matters. Yeah, that's it. Unless you're driving, yeah. a, unless you're driving a, ca- a grey Camry as a fucking daily because I can't take them people much longer. Oh, <laughs> mate. Listen, yeah. They can't. They exactly can't drive some of them, but you know, then then you get the ones that drive a shitty old grey Camry or an old Honda Accord or something. You think, oh, what's this? What's this dunger on the road? And yet yeah. having a chat to them, they say, oh, this is me every day car. I'm building this that I got in the shed, and you go, oh, you're building this because what I pay for fuel in my SS in one week lasts you two months. Go spend money, yeah, actually, you know? yeah. Um- I think it was a Honda Jazz that I saw the other day and it had a sticker on the back window and I realised it was uh, Ape 5, the black AP5 was on that sticker on the back small window. Yeah, the okay. Back. The one that I was came. in Street Machine. Yeah, and I said to the guy, I said, have you got that car, have you? And he goes, what? I said, Ape 5. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> so he actually driving around his little Honda Jazz with a sticker of his car on that car. Bloody <laughs> oath. And, you know, like, it's probably... A lot easier for him to drive around in a Honda Jazz and not be hassled by the police, per se, as if he was driving the AP around everywhere. Absolutely, Maddie. And I think AO will be really impressed because I've got a segue that might nearly see us out. But uh, that's cool. Speaking of stickers, um, you did a bit of a road trip fairly recently to go and get some that have been planted at a survey. Do you want to run? And you and I sort of came into contact over that, but do you want to run through that from your friend? Oh, I'd seen it in the Moot Shed, like the men's shed, but for spastics. Um, yep. And, yeah, I'd realised that the boys had been out at Gil- Gilgandra, I think it was. And, um, you know, they were heading out to – heading down to Adelaide to pick some cars up. 
And then yeah. I read that, you know, they'd been doing a sticker drop here and there and mainly yourself, you sent it to me and a few of the, like, Tom Stokes and yeah, Zach they Todd. They called boys me out. Back. Yeah, they called me out a bit and I, um, I'd picked the girlfriend up from work, that Arvo, and said, oh, you know, showing the video and had a bit of a chuckle and we both, oh, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? And we both looked at each other like, Oh, let's go, let's go for a drive, and we drove all the way all the way out there. You know, it's about about an hour each way. Drove all the way out there, and we're like, oh, if we get there and they're not there, we just have dinner in Narendra and we drive home. And you know, they were there, so it's that was a good laugh. And then the boys come back. We're coming back up on the Monday or the Tuesday, I think it was, and they called into my work at Nixon's Engineering and said a good day. And Bruce, Mister Mister Bruce Howie. He done uh, the same himself a few weeks ago in his big drag challenge trek that I think everyone should know about and oh, give him well, a good pat on the back for too. It's in witchcar.com now too, isn't it? It is. Sorry, so that's awesome. Around, around eight thousand Ks, you know, like that's that's good going. It's not not something that everyone would do. I know with me van, I'd need a bloody house loan for fuel just to do that. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, you see the passion in the guy. You see him tooling in the pits, and I guarantee he makes the big sacrifices to be able to do things like that as well. Exactly right. He's not – Bruce in no way is the guy that stands there with his hands on his hips and watches everyone else does it. He's in there just as hard as everyone else helping him. That's it. And I dare say if he had to roll through for a $1 cheeseburger so he could fucking you know, put another set of plugs in that car, he'd be doing that. <laughs> he'd be he'd, definitely, you know, he'd, he'd be scraping it out of the ashtray because you know that your oh, money needs to go into the cars. And I much say the same with Eric. You know, there's some weeks where I'll be like, no, I can't afford to do that this week. And he goes, you know, it might be something to say, go and spend 150 bucks. And you're like, nah not doing that this week and then two days later you've just bought 500 bucks worth of car parts <laughs> yeah and some people you know some relationships you know buckle under that strain you know so it's good that's to right see a good partnership mate definitely and, and you know like a, the same the, the car's side of it isn't always easy and i'm never gonna turn around and say to anyone that it's easy as you know yourself but it's worth no. it Last night doing that flex plate install, I know how uneasy, how not so easy it can be, and I've got the bloody knuckles busted open to prove it. <laughs> you know, and sometimes while you're doing little odd jobs like that, you sit down and you think, why in the hell am I doing this? And then you remember guys like Chick Henry are the reason that we love our cars as much as we do. Absolutely, absolutely, because after all that bloody turmoil last night, I jumped into this morning, went and picked A.O. up while he was dropping the 57 wagon off for Roadworthy, and he goes, I haven't been in this before, have I? And I said, no, you haven't. And we both agreed on the drop-off that it was sprightly. <laughs> so, you know, you know, and, and at the time when it's annoying you, you don't yeah. like it. But no. as soon as you hit the key and it's all fine, all those – the bark knuckles and all the swear words, they go out the window. Yeah. And blokes like Simo know that. That's why he pushes that. The legends in our lunchtimes get oh. out there a crack because every crack you have that brings you closer to where you want to be, you know, it's, it's, it's a closer good to the end game. That's it. Oh, you know, right. Yeah, Matty. Okay. Well. You know, I've um I've got a lot to blame Simon for actually because Simon <laughs> is the reason that I wanted to build a panel van so you know i can happily sit down and blame our friend simon major 
yeah, to that one. I, and I might have convinced you at some point that it was still, you know, that sunroofs were cool too. You know, I mean, I only Definitely. seconded, that. I only seconded yeah, no. that. But. <laughs> you know, you, you definitely did hit that one off a few times as well, saying just keep it. It's cool. And I'll look at it now. I think, yeah, no, it's, it's a pretty cool version of an air conditioner. You drop the front windows down an inch and then open the sunroof up and you let it do as it needs to do. Yeah, no, that's it. And then it'll upset someone because that, at the end of the day, people's manners get tested and I don't mind seeing that, you know. <laughs> like, that's right. That's well, I always stand for, you know, obscure and different. <laughs> that's right. And the biggest thing that everyone, I think, in the scene, car-related, needs to remember is that everyone has their opinion yeah. and that if there's a resto guy that sees your big block HQ van and says, hey, I like this, but I don't like this, 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 and this. You yeah. don't always have to turn, and it's hard for everyone to do, but you don't have to always turn around, shut them down and say, hey, what do you got? A bloody, you know, you've done a resto. And so, and, you know, they might have done a resto on a very rare HQ Monaro that's a one of whatever in its trim, colour, engine, whatever, you know, and they've all had a crack and they're all, at the end of the day, that we all share the same love. Yeah, but you can still comment around what's there because that's what Clarky said to uh, what Barney said to at one stage. It's hard sometimes. You don't want to sort of you feel like you can't critique something because you know all of a sudden you seem to be playing into that negative culture. But we're that's adult. Right. But yeah, we decided we're adult enough to have big conversations around and it. You can you can be a bit negative as long as you do it with respect too. Absolutely. You know, I think respect's the biggest thing. If you can if you can tell a guy that you don't like his panel van for this reason, but then turn around and say, I don't like it because it's dark green, but I like that you like it because it's your car and you build it just the way you want. That's how you can play it off to say, hey, it's not exactly me, but you love it. That's cool. Absolutely. If we could close this episode on uh, respect and grace, this bloke would call this one a 10 out of 10, Matty. <laughs> it's been fun, mate. It's no definitely worries. been I'm fun. Oh, will bloody get back after he's gone and done all the wrangling with his doing. He'll go, Christ, the boys talk for four hours because we could, but we'll definitely be it's back in can. And we'll, we'll be on a future episode. I reckon we'll pull a magazine sure, in guys. review together. Well, That'd, be great. That'd be excellent, mate. And, you know, one last thing I would love to say before we go is take it easy, chicken, rev in peace, eh? <laughs> Love it indeed, matey. Chat soon, brother. Will do, brother. Uh, well, welcome to the Never Late uh, Podcast Studios today. In commemoration of Chief Henry, we happen to be joined by the Riverina Heathen, the Sergeant of Arms and Bars, Benny Hewlett. How are you going, Benny? Yeah, really good, mate. How are you boys doing? Good mate, welcome, yeah. welcome. Thanks for um, well, firstly, thanks for jumping in on the uh, on on the inbox and um, offering to give up some tales of of Mr. Chick Henry. Appreciate it. Uh, uh, absolutely, my pleasure, mate. Absolutely, my pleasure. Yeah, it's going to be a little bit of a struggling moment. It'd be a bit like having the great Simo on here. I'm feeling a little bit humbled <laughs> in the <laughs> been watching you. From- uh... Well, like we, like we like we said to Matty Waters, mate, we, Benny's on the on the list of people to get on for an actual uh, proper episode at some stage. It's just unfortunate the uh, 
circumstances we're talking to him now, but that's okay. It's all for a good cause, and uh, we will get him back on at, at, at a later date. And if anyone wants to catch up a little more, a bit more on the story on Benny, they can always go back over the Thong Slappers episodes, the Australia Day drop and the Anzac Day uh, commemoration as well and get to know the bloke a bit behind the story so we don't have to probably delve too much into that. And I yeah. think we quite easily get bloody distracted in the moment because, you know, <laughs> after listening <laughs> back to just actually, Nath, and I could just see us having many a laugh over many of an hour. Just actually on the Anzac Day one, I, I, I found it interesting that you were saying that uh, two up is legal in that in that pub in Broken Hill, yeah? Yeah, so um, <laughs> yeah, it's interesting. It's um, so any 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 club or organisation in Australia can legally have two up on three days of the year: Anzac Day, Remembrance Day, and and Victory in the Pacific Day, which I think. I'm a bit rusty off the top of my head. I think that's 15th of August. Yeah. Um, but every other club, um, every other club obviously has to abide by those rules. But Broken Hill at the Palace Hotel, they can play two up there all year round. So what they do is they usually have two up running in the in the back part of the bar near the stage um, every Friday night of the whole year. That's um, awesome. Which is yeah, which is, and it's a really good it's a really good sort of local. Um, I don't want to use the word gimmick, but it's a really good local sort of hook yep. to drag people into Broken Hill because that that history, like um, there was boys that jumped on a train to head off to Sydney when um, the news of the war broke out and, and there was a Turkish population obviously attracted to Broken Hill with the mining and they took up arms and, and actually brassed up the train and, and killed a few young blokes that were heading off to Sydney for it. And in the late 70s, early 80s, a Broken Hill Council petitioned to the state government and had it approved, I think, at a federal level. So, um, and Broken Hill, and I just got back, I actually spent Anzac Day up in Broken Hill with a really good mate of mine. Mick, we were up in First Battalion together. So we, you know, in on the two up and mucking around and doing all that. And look, Broken Hill is a very, very interesting place. You could spend a long time up there exploring around there. But yeah, so yeah, two up is... um synonymous in australia but it's very much at home in in broken hills so yeah it was good to be a part of that again yesterday eh? oh that's awesome that's awesome yeah well i gotta say too at 52 i've never heard that piece of our you know history either like there's you know there's still not a lot of publicity around america you know our, our war history and our army history you know like it's sort of something they didn't really run us through at school it's something that nah. was kind of missed in curriculums and yeah it's sort of and I suppose the more people are aware, the more they're going to celebrate. But on the two upside of things, I'm thinking maybe the Ballarat Road Rodders could put on uh, three days a year out of the club rooms. Well, yeah, look, and, and I know, I know when anyone puts on two up, like outside of an RSL organisation, if you advertise and say those three days in the year, if you Ballarat Hot Rodders go, yep, we're going to run two up, and you run the head table, and if you guys go, yep, with that we're going to donate. Um, proceeds to whatever charity, whether it's, uh, you know, legacy for looking after the old ducks or young veterans or bloody yeah, uh, 600,000. Yeah. Back into the, the services or the sports for the services for the boys and girls coming back. Um, you'll yep. never, ever get knocked back ever for anything like that. Eh? Mm. No, good yeah, well, on you, Mr. Mr. Kelly. Yeah, well, we kind of lost our RSL in Ballarat too. So it sort of um, it became a wall in the back of the George Hotel next to the buddy pool room. It's out um, of Midlands, they got now, rid of isn't, it? isn't it? Isn't it at Midlands Golf Course? 
Yeah, I think so. But, you know, I've still got a conflict there with putting it in a pokies venue. Yeah, you know? not, it's sort of, anyway. It's, it's not... It's not ideal, but anyway, that's we're veering not off why track. we're here. We're veering off track. So, yeah. um, uh, Benny, you got a couple of stories or, or a good story or, or just a memory or something you want to tell of, of Mr. Chick Henry? Um, so yeah. I'll take it back. I'll take you back a little bit. Um, so um, I got to know Chick Henry starting in about 2007. I was um, – I had a really nasty crash and I got smashed up. And the army turned around and said to me at the time, um, you can't deploy. We're going to, you can either be a recruiter or you can go and teach at the army trade school. And I, I am an art about it. Cause I thought I was a shit of a kid and I was a shit of an apprentice. Like so I really yes. want to go back there and herd stray cats for a living. And I had a big talk <laughs> with the old girl about it. She said, no, 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 go. You'd be good at trade school. Like go back there. So I ended up with a platoon of young men and women. I think the platoon got up to about 60 at one stage. It was pretty big. Anyway, I was approached yep. by some unreal human beings, Pete Higgs and Mark Ward, and they said, look, we've got this army burnout car, the, the Land Rover with the blown LS7. Um, you want to get involved? I got involved with that. And then not long after, those boys sort of left, and I ended up in a position where they said, right, Peter Lay, the chief of the army, wants to build another burnout car. Um, can you give him a proposal? I got all that off the ground, and then... In amongst all that, I was introduced, um, formally introduced to Chick Henry. And yeah. to take you back further from that, back when Chick was, oh, he's only young, he's only about 17, he actually joined the army and he was an apprentice brickie in the armour back down in um, Balcom days where the original um, army trade school was for the guys uh, uh, World War Two. So yeah. there was an affinity there straight away. We were in the army, we are into cars. Chick was a young army apprentice, so his affiliation and his affinity for the Defence Force was very strong. So he and the chief of the army, Peter Lay, they actually come up with the idea of having a, a demonstration slash burnout performance car for the army. So I was enormously privileged to to have you know, be introduced to Chick and then, you know, Chick and I swapped phone numbers and I actually rang him from time to time and said, hey, Chick, thinking about doing this with a car or I've got this idea or, you know, we want to present it like this. And he was absolutely invaluable with his advice um, and his connections too. And the staff that he surrounded himself with, just unreal, beautiful people, especially um, just to chuck a name, Sheena Lambie just, very good friend, and she was extraordinary. Yeah, yeah, an extraordinarily close friend. Yeah, on your Instagram, I had a bit of a snoop through, and I did see you shouting her out, her out a lot for her efforts. Yeah, and 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 she's she's um, she's feeling the loss of Chick quite profoundly because they worked together so closely for such a long time. But those and and Sheena was just one of so many amazing men and women that Chick had sort of drawn into himself, where he was the epicenter of all that. So. Yeah, you know, well, I'm sure. If you know, if you know know Bob Stevens, you probably do from my story. But um, when I was a kid, and I wrote a letter to Bob Stevens because um, I saw a photo of his '57 Chev in custom rotter, and he wrote me back a letter, like a lengthy letter. He was really open and giving. He sent me photos of '57s in around Canberra, but it was he and Chick that started the Chev Nationals up in Canberra. 
So, and Bob worked beside him in the, at the Nationals a fair bit too, like in some of Nat's involvement in that as well. So really proud to say that I've got Bob coming on to tell a few stories. But there, that, I guess there was an affinity between them as people, you know, because Bob was just, you know, that shared qualities. They were good friends, you know. So, yeah. And I think the other one too with um with Bobby Stevens was there was a big, real big fella from the Gold Coast from Chicks Drag Racing days up there. Um, big Ronnie Wheeler, and he actually passed away last year, Big Ronnie. And he was another one that was one of Chick's very close personal friends and another guy. He um, he did a lot of officiating during Summonats, and he was a huge, larger-than-life character, very dear friend of Chick's. And he and, and, and Ronnie and Victor Bray, like, they go way back to oh, terrorising the Gold Coast back in the 70s sort of thing. So there was a lot of... <laughs> bullshit and carry on in terms of what those blokes got up to when they were younger. Yeah, we can't put that aside either. You know, you imagine what your grandparents were up to back in the day, but we know these boys were all larrikins, you know, <laughs> there's no denying. Oh, and you imagine the stuff, like any of that stuff those boys got up to back then, trying to do it in today's <laughs> society. They'd throw you, they'd lock you up and throw you away the can. and you'd be all over in a current affair for being a super hoon, you know, like. <laughs> Yarn of it. Um, what's the name? Tracy Grimshaw had a field day with poor old chick back in the day. Oh, Tracy. Yeah. Yeah, Trace. But um, look, I, I know because a couple of times I went up to Sydney and, and for stuff for work and I'd every now and again make a trip through Canberra on the way there and I found myself a couple of times, chick had, I'd ring chick up, yeah, yeah, I'm just in the office, mate, come in for a coffee or whatever and you go in and he was always unbelievably generous with his time. Yeah. Anyway, we're sitting there and we're talking about cars and he's talking about the Camaro and bits and pieces. Anyway, in the corner of his office, there was all these swords piled up. There was probably about four or five swords piled up. And it really caught yeah. my eye because you've got to imagine sitting in Chick's office, it's neck deep in car paraphernalia and, and paperwork and the like, and, and there's a big collection of swords. And Chick's trying to have an in-depth conversation with me, and I'm like, my eyes caught, and I keep turning over and looking at this this armory in the corner. And, I, yeah. and Chick said, he goes, you can have a look. And I said, are yeah. these going to be the future grand champion swords? And he's like, yeah. So yeah. Chick's trying to have a fairly adult, you know, sensible conversation with young Corporal Ben Hewlett. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm pretending I'm freaking the Highlander that can be only one and I'm dual-wielding fucking future grand champion swords in the office being a proper fucking tip rat in a public place. And, you know, and you know, and Chick was awesome. He just had a big laugh and he said about how he come up with the idea for swords and, you know, and the next, well, the next five years after that, like everyone who picked up one of those swords would have had my dirty, greasy <laughs> fingerprints all over it. They would have cleaned off a bit of Windex or armor oil, you know? DNA. Had your DNA all over them. That's the concern <laughs> I'd have. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but look, and, and it was just, and Chick always loved when we went up to Summonats with the cars, we'd always have, yeah. you know, these young um, young girls and young guys, young apprentice um, um um, diesel mechanics and, and fitter and machinists on the teams and electricians and Chick absolutely loved the opportunity to, to sort of entertain these kids a bit and tell them a few old, you know, bullshit young digger stories that he got up to in his time. But he absolutely relished the opportunity to meet all these young diggers every time we brought a new mob up to Canberra, you know, like it was just something that gave him an extraordinary amount of joy and the the hospitality but Chick and the staff showed the army, um, you know, to this day, uh, 
when we arrived at Summonats, you know, every time we come into Canberra, it was just, it was bordering on embarrassing how well we were received and how well we were looked after. And just purely for that, besides the personal friendship that I I was lucky enough to, to have with Chick, just the hospitality, the generosity of heart he showed, you know, the Defence Force and particularly the Army was just absolutely unbelievable. And, and if that for nothing else, he will always have um, a very warm place in the hearts of all all those tradesmen in the army that they were lucky enough to cross paths with Chick. So yeah, that was that was just huge. The influence Chick had for that for those burnout cars for the army was just massive, absolutely massive. Uh, that's amazing, and I think, like I say, you know, a lot of the stories we don't get, but you've got to go out of your way to sort of attach yourself to the stories from our from our diggers. You know, you've got to sit down and have a beer and sort of open those conversations. But um, so it's nice that Chick could then go and share those moments. But also, even Maddie was saying about how generous he was to towards you know return entrance. You know, at some nats, you know, people just constantly surprised with his again generosity of heart and spirit. You know. So. And one and and I don't know what it was about Chick, but he had I can't do it. Like I meet someone sixteen times, and I walk in the room and I'll nudge someone. I'm like, "What's this dickhead's name? I've forgotten again." You know, I'm the same. but Chick would oh. always remember a face, like like exactly what you said, Moses. Like if somebody had been to Summonats and they were, you know, they were very enthusiastic about being there and going back every year, Chick would always remember him. Always go up and shake their hand. How are they going? How you doing? What do you need? Yeah. What's been going on? Like just amazing capacity for remembering names and people, you know, just amazing. Yeah, well, I'm the same. And again, we can, you know, we can sort of praise the uh, legend Matty for the same capacity. But yeah, this bloke's fallen over constantly because <laughs> um, <laughs> I've met a, lot of people, met a lot of people in the last two years, you know. So every now and again, yep. one will one will just fail me. I find if I use it a couple of times in conversation, you know, I might go out of my way to use it a couple of times. It tends to lock in a bit nicer. <laughs> yep. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. I guess the uh, the major common theme that we we seem to be getting either from you know Maddie and Benny and even you know the the big uh, story street machine ran you know uh, was a couple of issues ago that he was genuinely a people person and it it, it sounds like you know that's nothing nothing truer true has been said from you know all these people sort of just saying that just just. He was a people person. He was great with people, and um, I think you probably have to be to run an, an event like that so successfully. Yeah, and and especially like imagine back in the days, like you look at the early footage. <laughs> I think some of that nine was my first one, but you know, well before that, like imagining what it would have been, you know, last summer that's just gone. Um, yeah, I got. I was like talking to chick for a little bit, but you imagine. The Summonat's just gone and throw all the way back to Summonat's one, walking up the chicken, grabbing him by the arm and going, mate, in 33 years' time, 34 years' time, this is still going to <laughs> be going. It's going to be one of Canberra's longest continually running bar the plague, um, longest running events and, you know, consistently getting 100,000 people at it. Like, what's yeah, the yeah. math on that? Say if, even if you had – even if you had um, – um, fifty percent of the people return every year, mm. and you're getting a hundred thousand. So, and then you go over thirty-four years. 
that's that's like 1.7 million people have been through Epic because of an event that Chick started. Pretty crazy. Absolutely. Absolutely. Ridiculous, isn't it? And yeah, yeah, well, not to mention the people sorry. like me that's never been to one, but I used to look forward to the um, to the videos. Like I'd, I'd be down at at the um, at the video shop as soon as it came out. I think was it used to be blowers, burnouts, and boobs, and then it was. Um, yeah, that's right. Then, what was it called that's after right. that? They changed the name of it. It was after. Uh... That's, that's a segue I can jump on if that's all right. But the only one I ever went to was Summon at Seven. And uh, after all the flare up at Summon at Six, they'd pulled the horns in a bit. And the boys and I decided at the time it was a bit harsh. So we did up our own t shirt and it had on it blowers, burnouts, and boobs all banned. <laughs> uh, Chick Cheppy chase the fun out of Natex. So that's my that's my shameful secret from a young Moses at uh, Summon at Seven. Yeah, we thought it was all a bit harsh, but we were locked down a little tight. So, uh, yeah, I well, might the, have... Uh... The research we've done, uh, mate, probably proves that it was a bit, it was a bit feral. Well, it's oh, like... look, no, just, yeah, it's especially, funny. like, even, even, I'm trying to remember when the big change that I saw after that sort of time would have been... When they went from being a BYO event to a um, a licensed yep. event, yeah, that sort of really clamped down on a lot of the stuff that they they really wanted to be out of control and pushing in another direction. So it's interesting. It's interesting, Moses. Like you think all the way back then when you guys went, yeah, where it's come to now and what it is now, and but they're still oh, the crowds sick. are still there, man. And, and AO, like you're saying, yeah. like how many people now work comes up or commitments come up, kids come up, family comes up, you can't make it. But for four days, yeah. you live on social media or yeah. YouTube, yep. you know, sucking up all the good yep. stuff that's going on up there. Well, the, yeah, certainly the last couple of years, I've been tuning in via the internet, like the live streaming. Um, it, it's, yeah, it's just like like being there. We'll, I will get there one day. <laughs> it's a, well, if anyone's got photos of this bloke sitting in the boot of a 59 tank Fairlane, pink and white one with no boot lid on it and on a deck chair with a stack of uh, slabs next to him, I'd love to see that photo. But uh, we didn't last long when we rolled out through the gates like that. It was like, get the idiot out of your boot, get the boot lid back on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you so, what, if, but, if anyone's got that photo, if that was ever printed in Straight Machine magazine, buddy. Six yep. will get you a dozen, as sure as my bum points south. Matty Waters will have that <laughs> alphabetized and catalogued correctly in his, the most amazing street machine collection you've ever seen. He'll be going through. There might also be, there might also be a street photo of this guy in some modified, uh, yeah, what were they, tracksuit pants I'd cut off like Robinson Crusoe and put the waist elastic up over my shoulders and turned them into <laughs> just walking up and down the footpath and people were posing with me. So that photo too may exist. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just interesting because yeah, again, I took a put it took a bit of a harsh approach and summon at seven and then I get to sit here and be the guy that rounds up a few people who've got some really important tales to tell. So it fits it seems like even that was scripted from back then, Benny, for uh considering we share some sort of weird connection too to the uh, monarchy. <laughs> it's just it's the world's a weird place and it's forever shrinking. And if you try and sit down and work out the form and function of it, you go a bit crazy. Mm. Absolutely, absolutely. It's it's very 
it's well i mean it's it is good in a way that the world is shrinking as you say but um some aspects of us is not that good <laughs> yeah that's right absolutely you got to, sort of touch you got to take the good with the bad eh? yeah we are but but if you're going to go forward yeah. there's going to be improvements in some areas and that's it and less in others i don't know it's better is it better the devil you know i don't know you can get very 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 deep philosophical about that real quick yes Absolutely. Well, I want to touch base again on what Matty Waters said, though, you know, with regard to Chick Henry, too. You know, like you're not truly gone until your name stops being spoken. Yeah. And uh, that we will really be good. talking about this man for many years into the future. Oh, absolutely. I think if you're very stoic about it, the rest of us, the rest of us will be all forgotten about in three generations. But I think the, the, the godfather of Australia, Australia's biggest horsepower party. Yeah. Um, I think, and especially having the stand named after him and mm. everything he's done, all the lives he's touched, yeah. I think we'll can all you be just win when, when Chick Henry's name's still being spoken. Yeah, can you imagine, though, Benny, what our what our actual culture, I suppose I'll drop the word culture, but what the street machine scene in Australia would look like had he not been involved? I mean, that's something that I try and reflect on a little bit, and I it's can't kind of hard. Imagine. I, I couldn't imagine it. It... it, it... Especially yeah. earlier on, like, you know, these days, you know, some Muppet in a V6 bloody P-plate does a skid and it's on <laughs> social media in three seconds. But yeah, back in the day, like, yeah, but back in the day, like, to catch up with all those guys and see how innovative and, and, and clever people were being in street machining back then, mm. if you weren't reading the magazine that was coming out every month or the right magazine or whatever, it wouldn't yeah. be until you had a big, amazing car show like that, that, you know, like, oh, my God, Howard Astle's built this incredible machine or, you know, Chick Henry's, um, Chick Henry, um, Victor Bray, you know, you know, he's done yeah. another overhaul on his on his Black 57 or, mm. you know, Fitz, Fitzy's done another another version of his FC. Like, unless you're up with an on the in crowd with someone who was local in your town or whatever, that those... Yep. innovations or those ideas being shared or, or that or that or that combination of imagination in in street machine craft like would that have been hampered by not having a huge big festival would would if there was that void that chick didn't fill and make that a, this amazing event would would that meant someone else would have created one that would have filled that gap i don't mm. know we could go mad thinking about it but i think that oh, was Chick's legacy. Like, imagine the impact that, that he's had coming up with the idea of, oh, let's put on this car show. The ripple or the butterfly effect of him putting on a car show that influences the scene that we're all so ingrained with. Like, mm. I don't know that you could properly capture that. No, I think you're right. And even now, if we look at it now, some of that's happens, there's a heap of unveils and they all become content for the magazine. You know, they fill the feature sections of our magazines, you know, and so they just, they go hand in hand, you know, and, the, and you know, it's the biggest and definitely reviews. And again, we don't get free ones in the buddy in the letterbox, but, you know, it's the greatest magazine in the country, I think, to reflect the yeah, you know, the entirety of that culture. So, but yeah. Also, you know, how many other events has Summonats actually inspired? Like you've got, like you know, how long was Summonats Summonats by itself? 
until you know like when was the likes of uh you know power crews and you know motor x has been around what 20 20 odd years or something in melbourne like they've all each state sort of has their own but they would have all got the idea from the canberra event that happened once a year yeah absolutely oh look that running on any empty festival that i did in cobar Oh yeah, I, I spoke, yeah, I spoke yeah. to Chick about that. Mm. You know, Chick, I've got this idea, and he, he's like, "Oh, mate, like everyone's done a Mad Max friggin' festival. Yeah, there's a Mad Max festival every second weekend with cosplayers rock up from America <laughs> dressed like in dystopian Absolutely. future discarded leather." But he said, "No one's." He goes, "You're gonna get heaps of people there, mate, because no one's done mm. right. an empty film." And you know, he was, I, man, I. I probably should have given him a commission at 10% of whatever we made out of that. But I, I asked Chick heaps of questions about how do I run a car show and what do I do and this. And he was just like, mate, you know, country coppers are always yep. pretty good. He goes, just go and have big conversations with them and tell them what you're thinking about. And, and you know, so many great ideas come out of Chick's brain. Mm. And I I credit so much of that to the success I had for me, my little festival. So, yeah, I plagiarized yeah, but- the shit out of it. Shoot me first. Bloody hell. Yeah, and Bob was the same to me too because, you know, I mentioned to Bob about doing a custom Cars Oz Nationals and wanted to host it in Orange and basically, you know, a long way from my home. But I said to him, it all just sounds a bit big. And he goes, no, he said, you know, we just start to allocate and it'll all come together. But he was there with Chick to do the Chev Nationals. He was there with Chick and Summer Nats, you know. So it's – and it's inspiring stuff, you know. Now we've got this, you know. You just go and make a start, you know. It'll all fall into place, those sort of things. So – no, no, it's just we're we're very lucky to have to have had him. Oh, yeah, the the car, the car world and car fans are very lucky to have had him, and very lucky to have had the Summonats and and what he's done. I think it's um as you as we say, people are going to talk about him forever and ever. Or so and it'll just you know the the you see the families and all that coming through now, like the likes of the kids, they're all going to know who Chick Henry was. Um, you know, some of these kids, some of that's just a, a thing. It's just a regular thing. Like Matty Waters, how how old's he? Low twenties or something. So he doesn't know any different. Like I can I can certainly yeah. remember, still remember when the first uh, some of that's happened. Like I I can't remember when. It must have been year. Benny still remembers saying Jelly Beans on a Camaro, don't you, mate? How was the impact yeah. of that car? My yeah, well, first, that's the thing. Camaro, oh, that was actually, I loved it. We finished up year twelve, went up to summer nuts nine. So you imagine the kind of bullshit and carrying we were up to. I took the old HX Kings, went up to that, and um, Chick yeah. opened up summer nuts by doing a skid in the Jelly Bean Camaro. <laughs> anyway, he gave it what for in the burnout pad. And um, Forrest Gump, the movie Forrest Gump, hadn't been out long. Probably been out for about six months, twelve months. Anyway. Yeah. And this is, I'll claim this because I've, oh, this is funny. I haven't spoken about this in years. Um, Chick did this ripper big skid on the burnout pad in the, in the white uh, Camaro with jelly beans on it. Roared off at the end in the old configuration of the burnout pad. And he popped yep. a radiator hose and dumped a heap of green coolant on the ground. And one of the trackside officials went up, put his hand on the ground to feel the coolant. Yep, that's hot coolant coming out of Chick's car. And he starts sprinting towards Chick and the car to let him know. And he's right out the other end. He's 100 metres away up the other end of the burnout pad. 
Yeah. And this snotty-nosed little 18-year-old Ben Hewlett from Country Victoria stands up in the middle of the gold section of the, the pavilion in front of, you know, 5,000 people and just, look, run, forest, run! <laughs> and it brought everyone undone. And you know that one good thing you do once in your life where everyone's yeah. like, yeah, that was funny, man. I'm like, yeah. It's your moment. And I'll be really honest, life's best being downhill after that. <laughs> uh, actually, um, the guy um, um, that grew up in the same area as me, Big Clive Polidano, the Maltese prince, the George Clooney of Maltese coffee, his yeah. young fella, Will Polidano. Will is, how old's Will now? He's 17. And I think he's been to every single Seminat since he was two. Yeah. So he's 17 years old and he's been to 15 Seminats in a row. So when... AO, like when you're talking about the kids being involved, like mm. there's this amazing generation of young street riders, Will Polidano's, Matty Waters. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're going to fill that void that when the olds and bolds start fading away and, and moving to dust and granite, you know, they're the, they're the kids that are going to fill that space that the void leaves. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're finding it now. We launched that question, what's your first car-related memory? And all of a sudden, lo and behold, a lot of people's first car-related memories might happen to have been at Summonats um, because, yeah, forming memories, but that's definitely starting to come up now. Kids that can only ever remember cars, not going, hey, one day I saw a car, but no, we've always been into it, you know. Um, interviewed, yeah, young Lily Roberts, Baden's young daughter, about her 34 roads to build at 10, at 10 years of age, and she's got three pages of detailed plans waiting for waiting for my questions, you know. So, oh, wow. Um, oh, yeah, the future's in good hands. And never late podcasts getting played in lounge rooms. Families are listening. It's not just the boys <laughs> in the shed or the car on the drive to work. We seem to be getting a little bit more... Um, profile than that so to hear other kids to hear little kids talking about their hot rod builds you know the future looks pretty shiny <laughs> oh keep going do you guys just keep pushing out the good content and give them something to enjoy so you've done pretty well so far just to blow a bit of smoke up your backside so yeah, yeah well, keep, again, keep well, that shit up well, yeah, well, I'll always blow a bit more up at up Simo's bloody butt too because, you know, without and Redmond because without the thong slappers, I guess we wouldn't have had the receptive audience we've had and we've had such good support along the way. And right now, as we say, to celebrate the great man of summer nats is a pretty honourable position to be st sitting in, but there's no one else doing it, so here we are. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm glad you guys are doing this episode. It's really good. Um. Did did I, I I did see something the other day? Um, they're going to have the service, the memorial service for Chick at Epic on May the May the sixth. Is it, bud? I think yeah, so. Yeah. I wanted to say Friday, sixth. May the sixth. That sounds right. Yeah. So yeah. that'll be yeah. You imagine the conversations that are going to go on. You know, they get, no doubt. I reckon the service will be amazing. It'll be crazy. But imagine the conversations that are going to go out with. Thousands of people there having thousands of conversations about one man. It's going to be all uh, of us, yeah, you know, like epic. epic. I'm really hoping that we might be able to drop this, and yeah, you know, when when this drops, we're saying it's on tomorrow. Um, is that our schedule, Ao? Oh, if we can get it all sorted, if Scotty can get it all done, well, fingers crossed, we can have it happening. <laughs> <laughs> 
Nah, I'd love it. Yeah, no, nah, too, too good. And I did look on uh, Chick's Facebook page and there's a song that the family had made, which is, um, I think it's called I Love You So Much. I shared it out on the Matty Waters portion of this episode as well. But, yeah, it was a good tale and just, you know, a nice song about a great guy. So. No, good chat. Anything else to add, gentlemen, or we've taken up enough enough of your time, Benny? Oh, you're right, mate. Time's time's cheap when you're talking to me. So um, <laughs> I, I I can't I can't think of anything straight off the bat to share. Okay. But just no, we will yeah, get you back on for a mag review at some slam. stage too. So oh, look, if I you mean, want to do that, I'm actually um um <laughs> seeing a lady who lives down in Lara, which is only just down the road from Ballarat. So yeah. Um, <sighs> If you want to do a face-to-face, yeah, that way I can means. Get you go in the past studio. bottle shop and, and pick up 24 of the best and <laughs> yeah, do that if you want. I'm keen nah, on it. We can, we can organise that. That'll, that'll, be, that'll be fine. Scotty, is, Scotty loves a bit Scott. of uh, in-studio action. <laughs> um, and from listening to your uh, moments with Red too, you might have to have a bit of a poetry slam, mate. <laughs> my, episode, my episode that's just well, our episode that's just about to drop, I might have launched with about three minutes and forty-five of uh, poetry that I'm not sure how it's going to be received. But right Chris now, Kelly I'm blushing anticipation. Ah, <laughs> uh, Moses, there's no such thing as bad poetry, mate. Just some is better than others. <laughs> yeah, no, that could be it too. And this one got requested by the boys every now and again at a few campfires. So I thought, oh, well, maybe that makes it worthy. <laughs> yeah, bloody oath, man. Do it. Why not? What's the worst that can happen, mate? You just get some hate mail. You'll be right. <laughs> Absolutely. And Jesus, I mean, you know, I had to do something to replace a bit of that bloody off key singing in the in- intros most episodes. So I think I could be forgiven a little spoken word. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. Oh, very good. Uh, well, mate, well, I really appreciate your, your time talking to us, and yeah, we will tee up that in studio chat. Um, we'll we will organise that for sure. No worries at all. Look, guys, thank you so much. I really, um, really honoured that you guys asked me to come and be a part of Never Late. I think you guys are doing an absolutely stand up job. Um, yeah, keep keep it up with the good content. You guys are doing a really good thing, and um, yeah, especially for something for chick. Thanks for letting me tell my little bit. And, yeah, really looking forward to catch up with you guys and have a face-to-face and down a few and talk a bit of smack, mate. Yeah, that'd be great. Yeah, no. As we say, always say, we didn't really have the personal contact and we didn't have those personal stories, but we know all the people who have got them. So it's been awesome. Thanks heaps for coming on board, mate. And uh, we always knew this day was coming. (laughs) 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 You and I get that chat at least. So, uh, yeah, I think it might be one of those ones, you know, you might have to send me, yeah, I might have to bloody make a mobile phone contact, you know. It might be one of the ones that either of us might regret, but uh, I think it's worth it. (laughs) No, I'm happy to take a punt on that, mate. I've, I had a broken watch once, and that was right twice a day, so I'm happy to take a punt <laughs> on that, but <laughs> Love your work, Ben. Right, mate. Uh, Thank thanks, you sir. very much. Talk to you gentlemen very soon. Be good, eh? See you, mate. Bye. Chat soon. Uh, welcome to the Never Late Studio uh, as part of our special commemoration of the life of Chick Henry, uh, Bob Stevens. Welcome, in, welcome on board, mate. How are you going? Yeah, good. Thanks, mate. Welcome, mate. Thanks for uh, thanks for jumping on. We know it's um, oh, well, it's all a bit of a spur of the moment thing, but you know it's midweek and things. People have got better things to do than chatting to a couple of clowns on a on a on a podcast. But we really appreciate your time. <laughs> no, it's great fun. 
anything to do with cars is fine with me to have a chat about. <laughs> yeah, it's all right, eh? Yeah. We'll, just to throw, <laughs> we'll just to throw a little bit of relevance to the situation or additional relevance. People who kind of know my story know that uh, the gentleman on the other end here, Bob, is a big part of my story because at 14 I wrote him a letter about 57 Chevs and ended up going by in a Chev and then many, many, many decades, well, decades later... Uh, Bob needed a little bit of a hand uh, with custom cars. I was an Aussie custom cars history and out of the blue approached this guy on Messenger and I got to remind him that I was actually connected to his story anyway. So it um, feels like a pretty rounded. I I just think I was, uh, I think about it a fair bit, mate, and I think, geez, I'm glad I wrote back to you. <laughs> so, <laughs> take, before we get into it, take, take us back to that time where you, you, you know, the mail's come and you've got, You've got a letter from some fourteen-year-old kid from from Ballarat. Like, what had had you had any fan mail before that, or was it was was it a we, first time? We or we did through the club because I was the president of the Classic Chef Club in Canberra, and um, you know we did get a bit of feedback occasionally. But um, this yeah. one sort of stood out because it was addressed to me and not to the club, and. Yep. Uh, it was it yeah. was very interesting, and and anything to do with cars. When I, I first thing I thought of was, if I don't write back to him, he's going to think, oh, these car guys are no good. I'm not going to yeah. bother with this. And you know, so I, I sat down, wrote back, and sent him a few photos, and the rest is history. Yeah. Really? Yeah, uh, nice. absolutely. And that's sort of part of what I've been thinking recently too, because that's at the same time, like you and Chick were connected through the Chev Club as well, weren't you? Like how far back um, do you and Chick Henry go? Like how many years did you, like what year do you think when you first met Chick? Well, Chick and I go back to about, probably about 85. Um, He, of course, Chick's a Chev man as well, so... He sort of come on board with the Chef Club with us, like he was involved a bit with it, and also helped us a lot in the early stages of our Chef Nationals and that, which was great. Uh, very cool, and, which and, then sort of flowed on. And yeah. one, of the, um, one of the photos that I sent you um, was, um, I know the viewers, the listeners can't hear it or see it, but um, oh, we'll, we'll it was it a up. picture we'll that it. was I'll taken about... 1988, and it was up in Huddard Court in Mitchell in the ACT, and it was a, the last of the um, street machine nationals that Chick done before, yep. he, before he started the um, summer naps. Yeah, and, no, that's, a great, that's a great photo too. And, and that will go up on our Instagram so people will get to see that. Yeah, yeah. and that car, is, um, that car belonged to uh, Phil Townsend, is that the and blown was, Impala you're talking about? I'm just looking through the photos yes. now. Yep. Blown big block. Yep. Um, yeah. Impala. And, uh, you know, back then that was a mad car. <laughs> it looks mad, mad now. <laughs> I think I think if it showed up to a, a show now, I think it would get a hell of a lot of attention. <laughs> yeah. So, so that was, um, you know, where we, we started working. I'm on the start line there. I'm starting the cars. That were in the yep. uh, burnout competition, and um, yeah. that was sort of the start of it with Chick, because he asked our club to um, do the driving events for him for the summer. Yep, 
Yeah, we put you back into that role, Summonet. Yeah, so we went straight into the Summonets with him and helped out with the, you know, we run the driving events. So it was a pretty busy time yeah. for us too when Summonets, Summonets come around. Yeah. You know, it was good. Yeah. It was really good stuff back then. Yeah, yeah. even like uh, the thing that keeps coming up too is the generosity of spirit in chick like how, how generous he was to those people around him and you know again we've got photos now of your jacket we'll be able to put up there 15 years of service jacket um and the poster as well with the special message comment and thanks and you know it just seems like he was so on board for anyone that was there to support you know well those were the um the 10 year plaque uh poster he presented that on the burnout strip during the burnouts and he did yep. the same with the jacket when I finished in 2003. Yeah. And, um, you know, that's the sort of thing he did for anyone that was working with him. You know, he was very good to them. And yep. uh, he, him and I done, um, like, our club started the Chev Nationals in Canberra as well. Yeah, and, yeah, I knew and when we did the Chev Nationals and, and the Chev Festival, National Chevrolet Festival, together, yep. and I did the voiceover on the video of that together. And oh, uh, it was good fun. We yeah. had a good yeah. time with it. So you know, you'd have a copy of that video? I do have a copy of that video. I mean, I've been threatening to drive to your door for a long time, but geez, I'd nearly threatened I'd drive to your door and sit down and watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got a, I've got them all, actually, all the Chev ones. Oh, uh, fantastic. You know, we started in 86. So a yep. little bit so before 80, the but Yeah, I was going to say 86. So when did when did someone else start? Was it 80... 88. Yeah, 88. That was the first one because it had that... Um, that green XD eighty eight nuts was there. Yes, That's right. Yeah. yeah, so it was it was great times, and I mean, for Chick to take that on as he did back then was a big thing. And um, you know, and in, in what he did for the um, street machine movement in this country is just amazing. Mm, that's what we've. That's sort of uncovered we've had a few chats with a couple of people and everyone has said the same and and we've asked the question chris has asked the question you know where where would this um culture or you know even you could almost say it's a lifestyle where would it be without uh, yeah. without chick henry yeah well that's exactly right adrian i reckon that um he had a passion for it way way before that and you know, and dabbled with the Street Machine Nationals, and and I mean that was he he could capture an audience, and yeah. when he was talking, people were listening. And I mean, he could go along to the government in Canberra and match it with any of those guys there to to put over his point regarding having the summonats in Canberra. And I mean, Canberra's a snobby yeah. place at the best of times, but. You know, to get that happening in Canberra, you know, he's he must have spent so many hours at that place. Absolutely. In the tourist industry. 
I think that too, like, you know, with his other interests and his, you know, his skiing and everything else, like it's amazing that he found all the time that he had, but um, just, yeah, it must have been, you know, unbridled enthusiasm, but there had to have been sacrifices, you know, just to get get all those boxes ticked, you know, like it's, yeah, I mean, it's a noble pursuit as well, you know, yeah, to, to grow to because an extent. They, they sort of all got together like the... Um, the hot rod people and everything at the point when it started to all happen. And, um, but Chick was the leader in the street machine movement set up and, you know, I take my hat off to him for what he did. And I honestly don't think anyone else in this country could stand up higher than what he does in the street machine movement. Absolutely. And I was going to say too, because, and we will have, I mean, we've discussed it and we planned it and we were close and they closed borders, but we will have a nationals. And the one thing I remember saying when I was discussing the custom cars, I was now, it all just seemed to be big, like it was all getting a bit overwhelming. And you're like, no, because we just do it. You just delegate and, you know, jobs get done and it just, it moves. You're like, there's a positivity in your spirit as well. Let's get in, let's make this happen, you know, which I dare say was, you know, shared between you and Chick, but also perhaps, you know, infiltrated you from him, you know. Yeah, so. well, that's right. It, it helped me a heaps at the beginning because uh, being the president of the Chev Club at the time, we we ran, oh, we ran over right up to about 94 or something, 96 before we finished doing the Nats. And we used to run them at the, at the Summer Nats platform like at the at the um natex yeah so yeah. all our shows were run there anyway so and of course chick was involved with us in the, everything that was going on so it was good it was great fun i guess yeah, the other yeah. thing too is um look probably later on in the summer that's years it probably turned into a full-time job um i don't know whether he I'm, I'm sure there was some kind of income he would have taken from it because it would have been a full-time job. But those early years would have been very much a labour of love. And he, he it, like to organise it, you know, I, I don't, I'm not sure what he did back in the back in the days. Um, but, you know, those early days, the amount of organisation, as you say, you know, dealing with government and councils and all that would have taken a lot of time. Um, and Absolutely. And probably... I mean, like it was a successful event, obviously. So, it, but it's still, I, I can see it would have taken a long time for him to get some kind of return out of it. Not that he probably would have done it for the return, but just, just, yeah, a, I guess, when, an appreciation of how, how much you know, time and effort he did actually put into this bloody event. You know. Well, you can imagine what money was involved mm. when you think about it, and you know. That had to be all covered, and he put his neck on the line to run the first one. Yep. And if that hadn't have been a success for him, he would have been buggered. Yep. But he he was determined to make it a success, and he did. Mm. He, did yep. he did it really well. You know, like he everything worked out for him, and everyone stood by him to get him going, and was great. Brilliant. And, yeah, one good idea just sends a spark more good ideas at that point, you know, when you've got people around, you know, just basically enjoying the fruits of your labour. You know, it's hard not to just keep going. And can you imagine what it's going to be like the next summer, Nats? Oh, yeah. No, it'll – 
I, it's just going <laughs> to be it will be, it will be full on. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'd like to think they they'd probably do something for Chick at this uh, next one. I, I, I'm just assuming that they would. Uh, I think they did they name the stand last year after him or was it the year before? Yeah, it's, it's, there's a stand there with his name yeah, on it. But yeah, it's last year they did that. Yeah, yeah, I think this year will be huge. Just the actual turnout, I think, will be huge. You know, Chick's passing as well as um, COVID border restrictions that seem to be, well, at this stage, everything's relatively open. I don't really think it was that open last year, but, yeah, certainly, you know, Chick's passing, everyone's letting loose a bit with uh, without restrictions. I think <laughs> it will be pretty huge, yeah. this one. Yeah, I think yeah. What, uh, what they'll they'll do a lot, and I think a lot of people, even if I mean all the all these friends and um, family and everything, will be there for sure. And mm. I think that when you think about the fans yeah. that he's got since he started that, you imagine them yeah. all getting in there in one hit, and yeah. I'm sure that's what's going to happen for the next one. Yep, show their awesome. respect for him. Yeah. Pushing and, and Scotty, if you're listening to this, yeah, I'm I'm really trying to get this uh, one by the fifth uh, because his life celebration at um, Epic is on the sixth of May as well. So yes. that'll be that'll be huge. That'll be the big turnout. That'll be the heart pouring. You know, that'll be yeah, that'd be a great one to be amongst. I imagine you'd fit in there pretty well, but. Um, and I'd, I'd announced also in a video that we perhaps had a member of the family coming on for a chat, and it turns out that's not going to be going ahead at the moment because I think they, you know, we can't sort of overshadow the fact there's some grieving and some mourning going on as well. So, um, yeah, yeah love, and Anne's, uh, Anne's was very close to her father, and she had a lot to do with the Nats with him too. You know, she he, she was involved in a lot of it, and um, yeah, well, they were very close. No, there's not. To, there's not. To, so that's not to say there wouldn't be time for that story down the track somewhere. So, no, I'd, um, I'd, I'd look forward to that moment. But um, and let's say it's funny you mentioned Chick and everyone's smiling. You know, we've got Benny on talking about yell and run, forest run when there's an official chasing after the Camaro, and there's plenty of chuckles to be had. So, yeah, I think yeah, some of that would be a celebration of those moments. And another good one. I was looking for the photo to send to you. One of yeah. our Chev Nationals. Um, Chick couldn't get the motor finished for his car for the Chev Nationals, so they all got yeah. it. He bought it down on a trailer from from Mitchell down to the Natex, and yeah. he got in underneath the bonnet with his head out of the bonnet, and everyone was pushing him around the driving events. <laughs> it was funny, I'd tell you. Everyone was cagging themselves. <laughs> yeah. oh, well, you got to get That's involved. Yeah, he yeah, had well, a great time with it too, and um, everyone enjoyed it. And it was, it was just um, something that stayed in your mind forever, you know. Yeah, it's that larrikin spirit too that I hope we never lose. Yeah. We're, we remember every now and again the gentlemen such as yourself in our cultures were kind of louts and larrikins at the start as well, you know. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> <laughs> you don't own blown, you don't own blown fifty-seven chefs without having a little bit of larrikin spirit in you. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. It's been well. I've had it now for I've had this one for thirty-eight years. 
Yeah, see, so this is where I get a bit nervous. You and you and Adrian will run off on a bloody 57 chef tangent and we'll forget why we're here. <laughs> well, I won't say any more on that one. I've just done. Um, it would. No, we'll just actually, change the subject. Further chat about when, 57 um, chefs are riddled through a podcast. <laughs> yeah, when, I, yep. when, it, when Chick gave me the jacket, he. Um, I didn't expect that actually, um, but when you think about Chick, um, I should have expected it. But um, that's you know, and, he, and on that was the start. I was the start line manager from 1988 to 2003. So yeah, 15 years, and it was you know, it was something to. I mean, I'd, I'd very rarely wear it. And, yeah. um, but it, you know, it's just something that I value. Yeah. And again, it's the flow through because you wouldn't have expected it. You know, you didn't, you weren't, you know, you weren't there as part of it for any reasons of your own other than to just be a, a part of it and help out. So, yeah, to actually be rewarded for your efforts would have been a little bit unexpected. It so, was. No. And that was good. Yeah. No, it's beautiful. Yeah. Good thing. Yeah. We, so all sort of fit, we all sort of fitted in. I mean, Chick made everyone um, welcome. That you know, like seeing him getting that um, getting that vibe from everybody else that's spoken. It that's, they're saying exactly the same thing. Generations. And he, and he cross yeah, generations in He attracted all the yep. um, guys, like you know, like all the best car builders, street machine car mm. builders in the country and not only that he did get a, a lot of the hot rod scene too you know like a lot of the guys are building the modern hot rods and you know he covered for it as things got to that point where they were showing up he made yeah. made them welcome you know and well yeah um, that's what we're sort of saying too now like the summer nats occurs there's a whole heap of unveilings and that's the content for the mighty street machine magazine you know virtually for the rest of the year we've got those cars landing in there but it all starts with summer nats so even the magazine would look different had summer nats not been created so that is for sure i mean yeah. it's all right i mean the street machine nationals were good and i did the last three street machine nationals with chick um before he started and you know like his head was his mind was ticking over all the time you can tell that he yeah. wanted to do something and and i never asked him whether he um suggested something to do with canberra for a show to the um, street machine federation or not but um you know he his head was ticking over for quite a while about that yeah. And he's done so much groundwork. God. <laughs> so the, 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 tell us a bit about that transition from the Street Machine Nationals to Summer Nats. Like, how how did that sort of come about? Um, I'm probably not the best information on that one, but I do know that Chick was wanted to have hold a street machine nationals in like a street machine nationals in Canberra, but it ended up being the summer nets that he was planning all the time. And yes. prior to 88, 
he had everything ready to go. Like he was going to put everything on the line, you know, he's whatever he had home, whatever was going on the line to put that first one on. Mm. And, um, you know, I spoke to him during it and I spoke to him after it and he said, uh, he'd said before it, he said, if it, if it doesn't work, he said, I'm, I'm bugging. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> as that. And mm. as if they though, honing, kind of honing his bit, of, his bit of knowledge, you know, on the off the back of the street machine nationals. Just yes. learning all those lessons on someone else's moment and, yeah, just launching fresh with the whole heap of knowledge. So, and he yeah. was involved in it all the way along the line, you know. He was, he'd was been in the chefs for that long. I mean, yes. you know, I didn't know him before 86, but, you know, I've, I've got photos of his cars from prior to that, you know, like the 57 and yeah. that he had. No, that'd be good too. If you've got a few at hand, you could always send them through to me because when this episode comes out, you know, we'll put a little bit of that up on our Instagram just to sort of connect to the episode. So, uh, and Facebook we've got now, Never Late Podcast and Facebook. So, yep. Yeah, no, you'd have a little bit of content to support this episode for sure. I'll see And that. I'm just, I'm a little bit gobsmacked that we get to do this, you know, and again, like you've known, you've known me for what we're coming up two and a half years now since started playing in the custom car groups on that side of it. But yeah, to be sitting here talking about the life of Chick Henry, knowing that we're going to have a whole heap of people tuning in, it's yeah, a surprising place to find me. <laughs> that is for sure. And and you, you, you've done well, mate, what you've been doing with, uh, you know, these sort of things. Yeah, no, and Adrian, Adrian coming on board like you two years together. Oh, I couldn't do it without him. Uh, yeah, I can't even dog with him. And, you know, now, he, now he's a fellow yeah. chef, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to find myself a chef jacket or something, I think. <laughs> yeah, now, podca- podcasts are weird too, Bob, but Adrian and I have got the same birthday, which we find kind of amusing as well. <laughs> You're kidding. No, no, same day. On the 20- yeah, hey. nine, uh, seven years apart, was it? I think it was seven. seven. I think it was seven. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> That's it. But yeah. yeah, both born yeah, the 23rd I, of March. Well, I'm a <laughs> few year, I've got a few years on you guys. I'm 74 this year. Yeah, no, there you go. You know, a well, bit of a surrogate dad to this bloke, I reckon, at times, too. Cause <laughs> he's not far ahead of you. <laughs> nah, dear mate, brother, buddy, you know, Bob Stevens, you're a bit of a legend. You've been a good thing in my life, that's for sure. Mate, I've seen the change in you since, William. You and I sort of started talking and you started getting out with all the people, even like Adrian and... And and everyone else that's been involved in what we're doing, yeah. and um, yeah. I can see the change in you all the way along, and it's been a good one. Yeah, that fills the heart, mate. That's for sure. You're much happier. Uh, well, what do you think, boys? Do you think we've covered the life of chicken, sort of honourable detail? Yeah, I think I think we've gone. Are there any? There any? There any? There any dark stories, you know? Is there a loose moment that we can share? Is there anything, you know? <laughs> any skeletons um, in the closet? <laughs> I think the, the only one I was I had was that one where he was in the car that time. That was pretty funny. Uh, yeah, no. Those I don't know of any skeletons. No, I'm not sure. I'm not sure he would have had any. I don't know. He just. I mean, I said I've never met met him, but he does. From what we've 
heard from the people we've spoken to, I don't know. I think he seems like a pretty. He carried himself pretty well. Yeah, I, all take I, I, yeah I, I think it would have came out by now if there was anything like that. I, I, I don't, don't think there's anything untoward there. So, um, well, he's go. had a great life. He's, um, he's really done well, and and as I said, if it hadn't worked out for him in that first one, he would have been really in trouble because mm. he had his life on the line, nearly. Yeah, and you know he proved that. You know, if if you've got a love of something, you can do it. Faith in your purpose, put it all on the line. That's it. Love it. No no just gives but... gives us more uh, more ammunition and fire to put our Never Late show together, mate. Well, it might not be it might not be a week or four day nationals, but it, we will get a show together. I reckon it'll it'll yeah, no, I'd love. Yeah. I'd still like a social day at Heathcote. I reckon you and I could have a playoff between your 57 and my Nash when I get the tunnel around. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. I know I'll put the money on, but I'm not saying anything. <laughs> I don't know. The, tell you what, I was in the Nash the other day. She's It's a pretty sprightly little thing. It, um, it, it get, oh, yeah, gets I'm up and goes probably. all right. Yeah, I've seen um, smoke, smoke screens he's left behind it from the tyres. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe AO, you might get a chance to pull it back a notch when we're heading down to Motor X on Sunday. That'd be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I think unless there's any more stories, we can probably let uh, let Bob go back to his Wednesday evening. Go and enjoy the company of his lovely lady and, uh, yeah, reminisce a little further. And any photos you find along the way too, Bob, if you're digging through, uh, by all means, you know, shoot them and send them through to me because we'll put them up with the episode. No worries at all, mate. I'll do a bit more digging. I'd love to find one that one of the 62 where he had his head out the bonnet, but (laughs) I've got a feeling that's on the tape. Yeah, I've got an album missing at the moment and I'm really dragging the chain on another project I'm meant to be putting together and I just can't sign off because I can't find my Buick photos and it's doing me head in, but uh, I'll keep digging too. Of your Buick? <laughs> yeah, my 50 Buick. Um, oh, wow. in an album, a green album. I know it's somewhere and it's not where I thought it was and I just keep looking in all sorts of places, but, yeah, it's slow to turn that one up. Oh, <laughs> never mind. It was it when you had it or the other photos you're looking for? From when I from when I had the Buick, you know, right. the folks lived down at old mates in the shed. So on Hot Rod Tuesday, when people were having a buddy coffee and a snag, they could have a bit of a flick through. And yeah, I didn't think I'd picked it up from there, but I must have at some point. And yeah, but I, oh, it'll happen. I'll find them eventually. But in the meantime, I've got to sort of make some decisions on some other photos that I do have in my possession. So it'll all happen. I'm sorry. Rest in peace, chick. Yes. Absolutely, Valet Chick Henry. That's it. No worries at all. All right, guys. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, Bob. Appreciate it. Well, here we are. We're um, we're back after hearing some pretty awesome stories. I reckon. I reckon they were good chats, and uh, we probably could have spoken a hell of a lot longer. I guess too. Oh, definitely. You know, I mean, yeah, I definitely ran on a bit with Maddie. <laughs> yeah, I did have to. <laughs> I'd have to apologise. I did have to duck off for that one, but um, yeah, Benny and I've definitely got the potential, and probably Benny, you and I have got the potential to have many more conversations into the uh, future. I'd say. Well, like um, I said, we we will be getting them back for 
a proper mag review chat um, at some stage yeah, down the track. They are on the list, but uh, I, I guess, you know, when stuff like this happens, we've got to jump on and, you know, change things around a bit. But anyway, just some great stories. Great stories. And yeah. And I think we can bring Bob Bob Stevens back too for a fifty-seven yeah. no, fifty-seven was... Chev head count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is there is there a Chevy only magazine we could review with Bob? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think one of the street and customs I gave you that's got a fifty-seven on the cover, and it's one of the magazines I fell in love with as a kid that probably yeah. fueled my desire for fifty-sevens. Yeah. So, yeah, no, and. It, Again, yeah, just great to have him on board for this as well because, yeah, as you can tell through uh, Bob's section of this, that, uh, yeah, we've been through a fair bit together over the last two and a half years, which has been amazing. But to reconnect after, I think it was 38 years or something when we crunched the numbers before, you know, we came back into each other's lives. So, yeah, And just good amazing. to have, you know, one of those uh, early pioneers and early helpers for what, what Chick was doing. It was... Um... yeah. Really good to listen, to listen to him. Yeah, well, my life just feels and he's scripted for, so we can sit here, you know, and recap at this point, you know. It's just, oh, it's mate, like, if you, if, if you had so a... So we could talk about Chig so we could celebrate his life, you know. It just if, seems like it was meant to happen. So if, I'm, if just you, glad, I'm just grateful we get to do it. If, if you go, you know, back in time and tell a 15-year-old AO that um, someday you're going to be doing a, a podcast for people to listen to about Chick Henry and, and try and cover his life, yeah. <laughs> I would have just laughed at you, you know, but yeah, here yeah. we are. Oh, no, that's it, and that keeps us fueled, as we know. We just think, oh, what, we're still allowed to do this? Okay, what are we going to do now? You know, yeah. Cause there's just, yeah, there's a lot of fun in what we do, but no discounting the sombre moment that we're mm. dealing with right now and Chick's Memorial uh, tomorrow. Yep. An epic celebration of the life that was. And if you're out say, there in the area, just, yeah, get on board. Yeah, because there will be, as Bob Stevens has said, there will be many tales told at these moments. And mm. So, yeah, no, excellent. We must yeah. say thanks once again to our to our guests. We've really, um, you know, we sort of crammed them into to getting it done quickly, so we really do appreciate their time. Appreciate yep. all the listeners having a listen, and um, look, hope we've done some kind of kind of justice to um, a man that we've never met, but we all know. Yep, absolutely. And again, like yeah, giving us plenty of content. Definitely plenty of content we've had to chat about because you know, no summer nets. Then yeah, all of a sudden you would be we'd be fighting to work out what we're going to talk about. That's it. <laughs> anyway, we no, probably should good. sign off. This this podcast will be going for a while. There's a lengthy one left, but he's split in half otherwise. And I want to say a big thank you to Scotty because he doesn't know yet that I really wanted it out the Thursday before the <laughs> memorial. So yeah. well done, mate. Love your work. Yeah. No, <laughs> thanks, thanks, Scotty, as always. And thanks, listeners. And um, rest in peace, Chick Henry. Valet Chick.